Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode 406, talking about alcohol today, something I actually don't even think I've talked about on the podcast before. I'm answering a listener question on the subject, how to lose fat and drink alcohol at the same time. Does alcohol ruin your gains? That's the question I'm asking, I'm answering today, excuse me, and, uh, if you guys ever have a question you want answered on the podcast, just go to my Instagram. I'm Stoltz Jordan on Instagram, and you can shoot me a question there. Very soon, in a very short amount of time, I will have some kind of website up and running where you'll be able to submit questions a bit easier and reference things uh, like things I reference in the show, show notes, things like that. Um, a, better access to that. So that's coming up shortly for now, though. If you want a question for the podcast, you can go over to Instagram to submit it. And then also you could email me jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. Those two places are always linked in the description of the podcast episode. Thank you for joining me for another one. And let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This one, this week, is all about nutrition. So uh, I've been talking a little bit about my training experiments, full body training, and some benefits from that that I've been seeing. That was last week's show. Today, instead, I want to talk a little bit about nutrition side of things um, and answering a listener question today. So this is one that I kind of threw in here in between the content schedule, normally I'll kind of schedule out the topics a couple weeks in advance just to be able to start gathering information, uh, researching, jotting down my thoughts, things like that. And I have one planned for probably next week on sugar cravings and salty food cravings on how to beat those, um, or at least some things you can do to kind of retrain your mind and body through that. But I want to throw this one in here because I always like to prioritize listener questions. This one's from Abby, and this is about alcohol consumption. So it is summertime, holidays are around, 4th of July was a couple weeks ago, you know, if you're someone that enjoys drinks at these times, it is an important thing to have in your tool belt to know how to handle that when it be, when it comes to your fitness goals and your progress, right? Because it can really throw off uh, your progress and I want to talk about why today and I want to talk about what you should and shouldn't be worrying about because it might be overstated, and depending on where you fall in this, or it might blow your mind with some things that alcohol actually is doing in your body and what is actually throwing off your progress. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to start out by reading the question. We're going to get into a little bit, dissect the question a little bit, hit a few points, and tell you guys what you need to know, right? The point of the show, get you guys some good, actionable info, uh, cut through some of the noise here in the fitness and nutrition space. So here's the question. Hey, Jordan, had a question you could possibly answer on your podcast. This is your Instagram, by the way, Stoltz Jordan. 
I was wondering if you could go over the effects of alcohol on the body and how it relates to food slash fat gain and how someone might optimize their drinking without ruining their progress. I know that alcohol stops fat oxidation and that eating while drinking is typically the fastest way to gain fat, but what are the time frames? Does it just depend on how fast your body metabolizes the alcohol? What is the best course of action for before, during, and after drinking to not ruin all progress? Thank you. All right. So thank you for the question. It is a good one. I said back to her in the message that I got that I actually don't think I've really ever talked about this on the podcast and I might have touched on it given some strategies, but I definitely haven't done a deep dive into alcohol and what it's doing in the body as far as this question is concerned on things like fat oxidation, eating while drinking, if it causes fat gain and things like that. This isn't stuff that I've really touched on before. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to do that today, but I wanted to touch on a few different parts of the question, right? I think that the three main ones are the three main sections of this question that needs to be addressed. The first one is the effects of alcohol on the body and how it relates to fat gain. So we're talking about fat oxidation, this part where she's saying alcohol stops fat oxidation. If you have never really heard that or even those terms before, you might not even know what that means and that this is the fastest way to gain fat. And then of course, what to do before, during, and after drinking to not ruin all progress. We'll talk about all three of those things today, um, particularly why alcohol could be the fastest way to gain fat with food. Um, kind of break that down, part myth, part just misconception there, and then go a little bit into the science on the fat oxidation, but not too much. I don't want to teach a biology class here. Uh, we're just going to be talking a little bit about why this happens and the processes in the body that alcohol will disrupt and how you can maybe get around that or at least mentally get around that. Okay, so alcohol being the fastest way to gain fat was a statement in this question, and I would say not necessarily the case alone. There, are, There is actually some studies to show that light alcohol consumption could improve lifespan. Um, it could increase testosterone in males, things like that. In moderation, I don't think it is the fastest way to gain fat alone. But like this question said, with food, it can become a problem. And what I'm going to get into today is that it's not really about the alcohol itself as long as you are being responsible. Really what the problem is, is going to be the effect it has on your training, your recovery, your sleep, and of course, your um fat loss and how your fat oxidation happens. We're going to talk about all of that today. I want to first touch on the fat oxidation side of things, right? And muscle protein synthesis. Those are the two processes in the body that, like I said, I'm not going to teach a biology class today, but fat oxidation, meaning just breaking down fat, go through this with everything, right? Alcohol needs to be processed in the body protein does, carbs does, dietary fat does, and there is a priority in the body for certain things, right? Typically, it's protein and carbs, and then you're going to move on to dietary fat, um, 
which is why dietary fat is stored as body fat most easily uh, in, in putting it a short term and summarizing a lot. But, but the, the body will prioritize the oxidation of alcohol, which I, is broken down to acetate to get really, uh, really technical ethanol to acetate or a lot of these chemistry type terms, but this oxidation is actually going to be prioritized in the body. So it jumps the whole list, right? It jumps the line. Uh, it's like that person that cuts in front of you in the coffee line at Starbucks. It takes the first priority, which just means everything else is put on hold. So if you're eating a lot of food with it and you're not in a calorie deficit, you're eating maintenance calories, you're eating in a surplus, that oxidation of dietary fat is going to be put on hold and you're much more likely to store body fat because of that. Now, it's not as alarming as it may sound. It might sound scary because you're putting oxidation of fat on hold and we're likely to store body fat with it. But like I said, it all ends up with the calories at the end of the day. If you're in a calorie deficit, meaning you are burning more than you're eating, you're still going to lose weight and you're not going to gain body fat just because of that put on hold. It's just like if you were third in line at the coffee shop and someone cuts in front of you, you're still going to get your coffee. It might just take a little bit longer, right? Your body's still going to work through those priorities and oxidize everything. It's just going to take more time. The other thing that's going to affect maybe is what research shows is muscle protein synthesis. Now, the muscle protein synthesis is essentially the muscle gaining, um, the muscle gaining process you want, right? To gain muscle and to improve performance and strength, you want to maximize your muscle protein synthesis, minimize your muscle protein breakdown, uh, which is going to have to do with training, sleep, yes, alcohol consumption, and eating protein. Every few hours is going to help continually spike MPS. Now, most of the studies from what I've read and seen were on rats and mice and things like that. So you always need to take that with a grain of salt. Um, Petri dish studies and rats and things like that are not the same as studies on humans themselves. So we can kind of get an idea of what is happening in the body, but it's not necessarily um, a profound impact, right? So that is essentially the summary is that alcohol in theory, disrupts muscle protein synthesis, meaning it's not a complete waste. But if you're training and uh, then you went out for some alcohol, that muscle protein synthesis process would be interrupted. And in theory, you would maybe gain a little bit less muscle over time because of that. In my opinion, that's not a very profound interruption. It's as long as you're practicing moderation, which is something we'll talk about today, that interruption of that process is really not something to be concerned about you know, one, it's not really in human studies very often. And then two, uh, the effect just really isn't that exponential, especially if you're not drink, drinking very often. Uh, it's going to, even interrupting it here and there, not a big deal. Um, the real effect on your gains, right, and your progress, as Abby says, in my opinion, is with recovery, and with sleep and with control. So those are the three things that are actually really affected. Alcohol usually is consumed at night, right? And you are going to lose sleep quality 
because of that. That is going to just be part of the gig. You might feel like you're zonked out and passed out, but you're having less deep sleep if you consume alcohol than you would if you weren't going to consume alcohol. So that can add up, right? Losing sleep is nothing to really mess around with. I was up a lot of last night with our son who is teething right now, having a little bit of trouble sleeping, but it doesn't make you feel great the next day. You feel weaker with training. You feel more cravings the next day for foods. Um, it, of course, affects recovery, soreness, how you're progressing in your workouts. Losing sleep is a big deal. And alcohol definitely disrupts your deep sleep. And if you're not getting that recovery benefit from sleeping, your training is going to suffer down the road as well. Not to mention, if you feel like crap the next day, uh, you might just not train at all, or you might feel not very good in your training and have a subpar session. I always like to encourage the benefit of stringing together great workout sessions and great days, right? You know, if you can have six weeks in a row or something where you had all your supplements, you had good nutrition, you fueled your training properly, you got good sleep, each session was to maximum intensity mentally, that's going to go so far compared to someone who's just going through the motions. So that's where it really, it really is affecting people, in my opinion, and why it might be thought of as the fastest way to gain fat, because you are going to burn fewer calories the next day, you're maybe not going to exercise at all, but then come the hidden calories, which could come in the form of losing self-control while you're drinking or after, and you start eating a bunch of food that puts you over your maintenance calories, or it could be the calories in the alcohol itself. So let's talk about those two things, right? Because that is probably the biggest reason why you associate alcohol with weight gain. It's not these processes. It's not something in the body. It's not the metabolism. It's just what comes along with drinking, which one side of it is the poor sleep and training, but the other side of it is just over-consuming. So the protein, carbs, and fat, right? We'll break down macros here for a second. If you're new to this, four calories per gram in protein and carbs, nine calories per gram in fat. Alcohol actually has calories itself. At seven calories per gram, I think it's 7.1, 7.2, something like that. But the alcohol itself has caloric load in the body, but it is not satiating at all. It's just roughly the same as drinking liquids, right? So you might have a glass of wine, say, and the wine is going to have 15 grams of carbs in it or something, but it also is going to have alcohol calories, which is why the calories to carbs, fat, and protein don't really add up. You have 15 grams of carbs, but 200 calories in the glass of wine or 150 calories or something. Those numbers don't really add up. The rest of the calories are coming from alcohol, which isn't satiating you. And they're essentially sneaky calories, right? They're getting snuck in. The bigger deal, as Abby says in the question, you know, the food with the alcohol, it's not that the food and alcohol mixed is making some kind of crazy combination and interrupting these processes like fat oxidation. It's not really that as much as the lowered inhibitions, right? It's going to Taco Bell at three in the morning. It's eating a whole frozen pizza when you get home. It's it's ordering a burger and fries with your alcohol that is the problem. 
it's all those things putting you over your calorie limit for the day. Um, and that is what you need to be conscious of, in my opinion, to continue to make progress. Um, it's the lowered inhibitions that are the big thing. And there's ways around that that are going to help you. I think that you need to prioritize things, right? And you need to take a look at yourself and your goals. And everyone listening to this podcast might be a little bit different there because some people are going to want to optimize things. They're going to hear this podcast, think, oh, that's interesting about the fat oxidation, interesting about the sleep. That's crazy. Alcohol has seven calories per gram. I'm going to cut it out so I can optimize training, get to my goals a little bit faster and make it easier on myself. There's going to be other people who realize that life is a balance, right? And it's just about your priorities. Do you want to prioritize your fitness? Is that your top thing? Because if it is, alcohol probably has no place in your fitness goals, to be honest. I actually think that the health benefits are a bit overstated as well. And if you truly, truly want to make the most progress possible, and that is what you care about right now, it's not helping you to be consuming alcohol. That's just true. It's going to probably cause you to go over your calories. It's going to disrupt your sleep. It's going to affect your training. It's maybe something that isn't improving your mental well-being if done regularly. But on the other side of things, if you kind of want to have a normal life and you want to socialize and you want to partake in events and things like that, I get it, right? It's just about your priorities yourself. It is up to you. There is not a wrong or right answer here. It is part of our culture and a lot of cultures, um, the social alcohol consumption. So balance, right? Find your own balance and then work from there. If yours is fitness and a competition or something like that is on the horizon and that's your priority, it's easy. Cut out alcohol it's only doing your fitness a disservice. But if you want to try to have a balanced life, fit alcohol in and still make progress, which is what it sounds like this question is more about, is the end of the question here. What is the best course of action for before, during, and after drinking to not ruin all progress? So it's not about, you know, how do I prep for a show and use alcohol in there? It's not, I have this big fitness goal. How does alcohol fit into that? It's what do you do around drinking alcohol to not ruin your progress, but probably still partake and have some balance in life? That's what it sounds like this question is about. So I will give you the action steps track. That is a big one. It's going to help. If you are eating and drinking intuitively, it is okay. I am a fan of that and some people it works really well for. But if you really want to be conscious of how much you're eating along with your alcohol and your actual calories in the alcohol, I would be tracking your calories, not just your carbs in your drink, but the whole calories in the drink, right? So something like a, a white claw or something, um, you know, be like pretty much zero carbs, but uh, about a hundred calories. You need to track all those calories and you need to probably watch your carbs and fat beforehand meaning focus on protein, vegetables, maybe some fruit, things like that. Uh, leading up to that, that's just to keep you full. Protein will satiate you, prevent you from overeating. And uh, 
of course, the calories are going to come with alcohol, but a lot of times when you consume alcohol, you're going to be eating carbs and fats. So you're just saving those for then. It's nothing to do with combining food choices or nutrients or combining things with alcohol. It's all about saving your calories for the time where you want to let loose a little bit more. And then it's all about moderation, right? And there's moderation in several different areas. Three, I guess. One of them is the number of drinks you have. This can be done intuitively or with tracking. Limit your number of drinks, right? Instead of drinking six drinks, have one or two. Have something maybe stronger you have to sip on so you're not just guzzling all all evening. Just limit the amount you're having and that'll probably help everything else. The number of calories with the alcohol, the food you eat after, it's all going to be affected positively by fewer drinks. Um, and then, of course, you are watching the drink choice. So higher calorie drinks versus lower calorie drinks. Try to avoid adding a bunch of sugar and carbs with your drinks, if you can, in the drinks, strictly because they don't fill you up. Something really sweet is likely going to be a calorie bomb. Um, and then your moderation as well with frequency of drinking. Really not a big deal if you do it very rarely, right? If it's the 4th of July and you want to partake, if it is a holiday, if you want to have something with dinner once in a while, you're going out with friends, bachelorette party, I don't know what everyone does, but it's okay once in a while, right? I'm not, as a fitness coach, as a nutrition coach, I'm not going to be upset at you or anything if you're partaking here and there. The problem, in my opinion, with the things I talked about, muscle protein synthesis, sleep quality, training quality, um, even inhibitions lowered, it is going to become a problem if this is a really regular thing, like multiple times per week or even once a week. I would try to lower that and have moderation in your frequency as well. Remember, it's all about priorities and um the, probably the biggest thing you can do is lower the calories in your actual drinks you're drinking, drink fewer of them, but then also either track or just purposely avoid the binges and high carbon fat foods that sometimes come with drinking afterwards. So avoid the 3am Taco Bell run, the frozen pizza, the burger and fries, make good food choices, practice moderation, find your balance and everything should be okay. Um, I think that, you know, essentially answers the question. I know it's kind of the part of the question saying, like, what is the best course of action for before, during, and after drinking to not ruin all progress? Maybe it's not a clear guideline I gave on everything you should do, but I'll try to summarize here. My approach is very, very balanced. Um, you know, it's not going to be really strict procedures and processes. Instead, it's going to be a little bit more intuitive and um, enjoying your balance, finding your priorities and not going too extreme and strict. Um, here's the guidelines to summarize the show today. Best course of action before focus on protein and be in a calorie deficit. Save your carbs and fat for that time you're going to be drinking. During drink fewer drinks choose lower calorie drinks. And then after try your best to get good sleep, train the next day is going to help 
and drink lots of water and don't partake in super high calorie foods along with that drinking or afterwards. That's it for today, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. This was episode 406 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. And I will see you guys next week for another show. Take it easy, everybody, and ask your questions if you have them through my Instagram, Stoltz Jordan, or through email, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. freedom.